All right, friends, family, team, it is season 10, episode 10. Are you today's episode? Because you're a 10 out of 10 listener. Thank you for coming back to the Washed Up Podcast. It is just me and Brez today, but we're going to rock your socks, and they're going to be off by the end of this show. We got a couple things to talk about in the Emba-uh. Little MLB for you. Um, we just want to talk a little bit about Justin Fields. And then, since it's just me and Brez, you know the tangents will be extraordinary this week. And God bless, it's the Washed Up Podcast. Come on, let's get it. You can come get me. I'm in the Season 10, episode 10. Welcome back. Welcome. Welcome. Um, yeah, so today it is just me and the Brezatron. Um, so we are going to try and keep it somewhat... On a straight line? <laughs> try. <laughs> try. Try. Um, but before we do, uh, get to some sports. Brady's Cliff's bodily bewilderment. So I tweaked the shit out of my neck. Yeah. And it halts everything. Oh, it's the worst. Like I am at a dead stop. Because I don't, I can't like move my head on a swivel. I'm moving my whole upper body. So I guess, I mean, it's not really a bewilderment. It's just the fact of how you take it for granted being able to move your neck. Yeah, it's like, it has to be the most important area because it's also like the one bone you break and you're just like dead. Yeah, no no more. Yeah, like you just cease existing. My question is, how are you going to swing a softball bat? See, that's the problem. So uh, I have a game in two hours. Uh, for the listeners, and I texted the guys who run the team um, around like noonish today, and um, I go, "Hey, I tweaked my neck playing golf with my dad yesterday. Still really stiff. Just got it. I need some time to limber up. Just letting you know." Uh, one of the guys goes, "Want some CBD?" The other goes, "Can you still play?" All within a second of me sending that text message, <laughs> and then I go, "I think I'll be fine, but I don't know if I'm the best leadoff hitter." <laughs> And they go, I'll take my chances with you there. Agreed. So There you go. That's um, a lot of confidence. It is. But it's also like, I don't even know if I want to swing. Yeah, it's going to hurt. Yeah, it's not going to feel good. So slap an oppo taco. Yeah. Soraya's approach. Yeah, I am a slappy oppo taco kind of guy in general. So this one's going to be even slappier. But I cannot wait till I can move my neck again. Oh, I know. Dude, heating pad at night, or no, ice, then heating pad, mm-hmm. fall asleep with the heating pad. Okay. Do yeah, some they, mobility stretches. Oh, yeah, I've been moving my neck all day. Oh, but it's brutal. So we're going to bounce around from that, but I can't do a lot of movement, and once I can, I'm going to feel pretty much invincible. Oh, yeah. You're going to feel like a god. <laughs> a walking on earth god omnipotent omnipotent i am invincible 
And speaking of being invincible, I invincible. I just watched uh, Fast Nine again, two nights ago. Oh, so you're all about family, right? So now. I'm all about family. And uh, Roman thinks that he's invisible, invincible. Why can I not say invincible today? I don't know. But, it can be a tongue twister. Yes, it can. Um, but all right, let's uh, get into a little, um, little bit of this because a lot of stuff. Has been happening. So, first major news is the Bradley Beal and Chris Paul trade. Yeah, here's the thing that I don't get. Like, Chris Paul is not staying on the Wizards. Mm-mm, no He's chance. Also, playing with a Walker on the court. He's ancient at this point. Yep. Unless the Wizards knew that they were getting like a top five pick for him, why the fuck would they accept that trade? They were like, oh, here's Chris Paul, a bag of chips and a stale fart <laughs> in a couple extra laundry bags. They basically got like the ninth guy off the bench from the Suns in Chris Paul and a player to be named later. Yeah, so um, Landry Shamet, or is it Shamet? Shamet. Shamet? Well, I didn't know if he was French, but... Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and future picks for Bradley Beal. Um, I don't get this whole Kevin Durant, let's get three superstars and try and figure out a way to win. He saw LeBron do it, and he's incapable of individual thought. Yeah, and he plays nine games a year. Yeah. So I don't see this being a success for anyone because Devin Booker, shooter, Bradley Beal, shooter, Kevin Durant, shooter, DeAndre Ayton, a ginormous pussy in the middle. Yeah. So, and then the graphic of all graphics, those four, and then campaign. And everyone's like, watch out for this roster. Take campaign off. You can put a garbage can, and it would have the same effect. Campaign is the kid in middle school that you're like, Jesus Christ, you need braces. (laughs) And whose breath smells constantly. Yeah. And he is also the guy when you're playing pickup hoops. That will go 0 for 10 the entire game. But when it's 13 to 13, it's up to 15 win by two. He's making that three. Of course. For sure. And then he's going to talk shit about how he did it. Dude, you went 0 for 10 before. But I guess all the greats, they keep shooting through the slump. So I guess campaign is the goal. Hey, stank breath extraordinaire. Good for him. You know what? He went from the shittiest player like in the NBA to like, a formidable role player. That which, is true. Which, like, I kind of respect, but at the same time, like, fuck you, campaign. I agree. I, I, I don't like him. When we got him, I was like, what's he known for other than dancing with Russell Westbrook pregame? That was it. That was it at that moment. And then he gets and a, a jank-ass jump shot. Yeah. And then he leaves Chicago, has a spurt in the playoffs, and then still is just on the Suns. Yeah, that was like eight years ago. That was brutal. This man has caught bags. And... I would do outrageous thing to catch a bag like he has. So I can't really knock him, but I just don't like him at I all. I don't respect the fashion in which he procured the bag. <laughs> still fuck you, campaign. How did how does one procure the bag as such as campaign? Uh, but enough about that. I don't think that works for the Suns. Um, I, again, I don't see them making a deep playoff run. Like they can't get through... It's the Many. most, like, old head thing to say, but there's only one ball on the yeah. court. Yeah. Like, 
But that's a super valid argument. Like, it's it crazy. Is. With people, you have four players on that team with usage ratings over 20%. Mm-hmm. That doesn't equate. Who is going to take, you know, like the K-Love spot? Right. Or, or not the K-Love spot, the Chris Bosh spot, mm-hmm. where they, like, really sacrifice their usage, get shit on for it, even though they're probably a plus player. Right. There's just not opportunities in the present for them. Yeah, but then in like a a series or two, they'll have two crazy games that exactly. like help them secure. But I agree. Like right now, off the top of the head, you're probably like Bradley Beal needs to take a back seat. But why go get him? Yeah, it. I mean, I guess it just forces teams to respect your perimeter at all times. So you're playing with it most like two guys in the middle. Yeah, should make DeAndre Ayton's life a lot easier. Yeah, but like if. It would make a lot more sense if DeAndre Ayton weren't an enormous pussy. Yes, but if you have around the arc Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, then a trash can named Cameron Payne, it's going to be pretty easy for DeAndre Ayton to become a top three center if he actually wants to do it. Oh, especially off a pick and roll. Like if they Disgusting. switch. Like if you run a pick and roll with him and Kevin Durant, even if it's the power forward, DeAndre Ayton should take that guy to the rack Every single time. Agreed. And like when they crash the defense, oh, you have Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, all wide. One of them is wide open. Mm-hmm. And okay. I trust, I trust all those guys to make an open three. Exactly. So like that part, I get it. I understand. If I, if my team were the sons that I've gone through my entirety of life rooting for, I'd be ecstatic. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's I I would know that it's it's going to be heartbreaking in the fashion that we lose. It just seems like that's the Kevin Durant curse. Yeah, dude, he destroyed his ankle in a layup line. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's crazy difficult to do. Didn't he bust his Achilles twice too? Or was it just once? I think just once. Okay, yeah. But he's bustable, dude. He's and speaking of people yeah. who uh are resemble the Kevin Durant build, Chet Holmgren. Fuck that kid. Chet Holmgren just came out. And, uh, well, I don't know if it's an old interview or not, but it resurfaced and it was like, who's the best player in the NBA right now? And he was like, uh, in three months, it'll be me. It's like, um, dude, you haven't played a minute. Yeah. You got in, farted in a general direction <laughs> on. Yeah. And you busted your foot. Mm-hmm. What's the one thing that can kill a big man's career? Ankles. Foot injuries mm-hmm. and ankles. Yeah. This kid, unless he's like pounding creatine and just injecting fat and weight into his body, I don't think he stands a chance. Right. Like imagine even Andre Drummond just backing him up. DeAndre Drummond, DeAndre, Andre <laughs> Drummond probably has taken shits a third of this kid's weight. He's seven feet tall, and he weighs less than I do. Yeah how how old do you think um how old do you think Andre Drummond is? He's a lot younger than you think. He's like oh, twenty eight. Yeah. He's twenty nine years old. Oh, I was it close. seems like he's the grandfather of the NBA <laughs> yeah. right now. Him Dude, and Al Horford hanging yeah. out, sharing a scotch about how we liked it old in the olden days. Dude, I I will never forget when he was like a rookie on the Pistons, and he was like like the new hotness, mm-hmm. and he he gave it to the Bulls. He scored like 38 points or something. Mm-hmm. 
probably had nearly 20 rebounds. And I was like, we just got, like, you can say it. Crushed <laughs> by a motherfucker with braces on. Because mm-hmm. he was like 18. Right. 19 at the most. Yeah. And then, like, two years later, they were like, this guy is god awful. He's the most inefficient player of all time. Yeah. He is a black hole. He had one good season. When yeah. Nobody respected him. They were like, okay, put somebody who can play defense on him. And I was like, oh, my God, he's gone. Yeah. So, Chad Holmgren's supposed to be back um, whenever the league needs to pick it back up again. But my argument for why I think Kevin Durant's super overrated, Chad Holmgren, and the reason why I think Victor is going to be real bad is because look at how easy they go down and how long they stay out for. The best, abil- av- the best ability is availability. Exactly. I.e. Zion Williamson. When he's on the court, statistically the most efficient scorer in the game of basketball because nobody can stop him around the rim. But he plays twenty ga- like 25 games a year. Yeah, and each 20-minute long sessions. And then he spits in Mariah Mills' mouth. Yeah, he is a That mess. shit was he hilarious <laughs> dude she was so relentless that elon musk was like jesus christ pump the brakes lady yeah when and it goes that bad on twitter instagram or not instagram her twitter account disgusting i i just kind of want to see zion be more successful than ja at this point yeah ja is just like He's turned into the ultimate heel, and he didn't have to be. Yeah, which is right on par for that Memphis team. Yeah. Oh, that is. Wow. Good point. Like, Dylan Brooks. It's so funny that Dylan Brooks was such a heel that the team was like, dude, can you just fuck off into the sun? (laughs) We don't care. We're going to cut your contract. Right. And, like, we don't want you back even if we're never going to play you. They were like, just get out of here. Yeah. Please leave. Like talking a ridiculous amount of shit to LeBron James after he puts up 36 on you and be like, I don't respect anyone until they put 40 on me. Dude, you have never even put up 40 in a game. So nobody should respect you. Then why are we listening to you right now? Yeah. Um, Another age that throws me off. Guess how old Steven Adams is. Oh, I feel like he's got to be ancient. 29. That's impossible. (laughs) Him and Andre Drummond are the same age. There is no possible. He is <laughs> at least 35. Tristan Thompson, 32. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The the body clock in which we watch sports in does not age the way we think it does. It, like our The way we watch sports, it's in dog years. Yeah. 100%. It's like, well, maybe put that on a t shirt. It's like dog years off of a lot of weed, where it's like kind of slowed down, but like, you know, yeah, not that much slowed down. Yeah. So Steven Adams turns 30 July 22nd or July 20th. He was born in 93. You know what? It's a Jose Abreu thing. He lied on his birth certificate. There's no fucking way. Yeah, he had to. But I love Steven Adams, and for him to still be on that Memphis team is such a bummer. He deserves so much better. Yeah, dude. Because, you know, he deserves to be on the heat. Yes. Because he is probably the best supplement you can have to Bam out of bio. Mm-hmm. In just terms of a humongous body that sets really hard screens. Yeah. That... 
like when when a defender runs into him, they run into him hard enough where it's always going to shake the shooter. Right. The shooter's defender. Right. So it's like, get him to Miami yesterday. Get him somewhere in which he can be utilized by a good surrounding fun cast. Exactly. Even if he's playing, you know, like 12 to 16 minutes a game coming in at the end of quarters, just being a hard body to set screens be a pain in the ass, and get rebounds. Right. That's all he needs to do. That's the only thing people would want him to do. And I feel like he could be the starter because of... Yeah. Like, if he can do the minutes, I mean, he's only going to be 30 for this year. Um, That's usually how birthdays work, Pat. Thanks, guys. Um, He can totally make a living by not having that shooting characteristic that everybody seems to have now. Yeah, he doesn't need it. No. And I think that... Obviously, the Heat would be great. Um, I think that's what kind of positioning uh, Luka needs in Dallas. Oh, that's a good point. So, I didn't think about that. Uh, depending on what the Kyrie situation is later in life, Luka and Steven Adams would be scary because you gave Luka Kristaps at one point, but then Kristaps became a three-point shooter somehow. And by became a yeah. three-point shooter, he just shoots three-pointers. It's you know like what's... you're 7-1. He'll get a board. Seriously, he doesn't go in the middle. He doesn't go in the paint. Yeah. You know what's insane is that, like, at this point, Lowry Markinen might be a better player than Chris Tapps. Which is going to infuriate every single person that has ever put on or looked near a Bulls jersey. Especially Brady. Oh, yeah. Thank God he's not here. And the other thing is, I don't know if it was a concept or something that they're actually looking to do but bringing back, like, the 1990s jazz uniforms, which were some of the coldest uniforms in NBA history. Dude, the NBA has made jerseys so difficult. I know! For the City Connect, how about the first jersey that was ever uh, monetized for that team? Yeah. You know when people started first buying jerseys? And you saw the Toronto's Raptor purple with a dinosaur on it. And you were like, like, yeah, I need both the Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady version of that. Yeah. I need the purple and the black one. Yeah. It's not that hard. They're overthinking it, trying to reinvent the wheel. The wheel works. It gets us from point A to point B. And you know what? The Bulls have had like a couple of like tough City Connect jerseys. For sure. Those are awesome. Like the black one with the Chicago flag on it and like the five stars across it. That one was awesome. Four stars. Four stars. Sorry. Jeez Louise. We didn't have yeah. another Chicago fire. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Um, and what else? What was the other one? Oh, like the, they basically tried to recreate like the Jordan rookie year. Like. Um, the cursive. The cursive text. Yeah. Those ones are sick. Well, those ones are sick because they fit. They were fitting the players like a tank top. Yeah. It didn't look like a jersey. That's why it was so fucking sweet it just like somehow shrunk to that skin size layer it was made out of under armor material it was made out of the uh which is i think just polyester yeah the wife appreciator material (laughs) that's a funny antonym (laughs) yeah um so speaking of the bulls we are gently shopping zach levine and you just told me we were also gently shopping demar Derozan. Yeah, that's the rumor. I saw a thing from I haven't seen that. a Grizzlies beat writer that they are actively working with Tyus Jones because he like feel like he's he feels like he's earned his stripes 
And statistically, he has, especially when Ja was out, they actually won more games with him on the floor because he is like a plus facilitator. He doesn't have like the star power or anything like that. But hey, if Lonzo's legitimately dead and gone, yeah, I would take him easily. He would for sure. And this reminds me a lot of the Jalen Brunson type of free agency or movement uh, a couple of years ago. Was that two years ago, or was it just last no, year? No, that was just last that year. That was just last year? Jesus Christ. And he but, was a fucking star in the hardest place to be a star in. Right, and I guess the worry comes from how often can that happen. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like, because I think it's going to happen to Jalen Brown. It happened to James Harden. It happened to Jalen Brunson. But can it happen every single year? I don't think it can happen every single year. I think it... It really depends on the player and who he's been previously surrounded with. It's the same thing as like what the problem with the Suns is going to be. It's like a usage thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's not like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown were high, efficient, uh, high efficiency players at different spots on the floor. It was almost the exact same places. Right. And like if you take... I wouldn't even care if the Bulls sold out, gave Zach Levine in this year's first round pick to get Jalen Brown. Oh, fuck no. I would. Because, like, I mean, I would of creme course de la creme, the Celtics homie. are going to hit on whatever draft pick it is because the Bulls are the ones giving it away. Which, like, part of how we live in a simulation is anytime a Chicago team gives a pick away, it the becomes other team the hits. It, yep. Um, but if we were going to draft the exact same player, they'd flop gloriously. But I think what Jalen Brown has that Zach Levine doesn't. Is a work ethic? A work ethic, (laughs) defensive ability, and just the will to win. Right. Which like. And the want. How do do you calculate the will to win? You fucking (laughs) Look at it. (laughs) It's an eye test thing. Like who has the drive? Zach Levine looked like somebody farted in his face. Yeah. Half the time the Bulls were down by 15, like it wasn't his fault. Yeah, he looked like he got, like, spit on, which is the most, the most disrespectful disrespectful thing that can happen to a person is to get spit on. Absolutely. And he just looked like that all the time. Yeah, like it wasn't, like, I was like, that made me hate the guy. Right. And, and I never wanted to hate a high-flying athlete. Yeah. Dude, his dunks are awesome. Yeah. But go be go be Jalen uh, or Jalen go be Jason Tatum's Robin. Yeah, you'd be much better suited in that role. Right. He's not Batman. He's not Superman. At most, he's the Green Lantern. <laughs> that is disrespectful. He's I was, not even the Flash. Dude. I was I was thinking about giving him the Flash just due to the athleticism no. and the movement sometimes, and how you streaky he can it. be. He doesn't even deserve to be the Green Lantern because the Green Lantern's power is derived. From willpower, and he doesn't have any of it. He is Hawkman. Have you ever heard of Hawkman? Nope. But he's pretty badass. <laughs> Maybe he's just Daredevil. Maybe he's just blind. Yeah. He, <laughs> he finds his way through echolocation. Um, so I jokingly sent a starting five to the washed-up crew because, one, Jalen Brown, uh, somehow everybody now thinks he's on the move, which hopefully he is because I'd like to see him succeed as his own person. But now Draymond declined his option. We all know he wants to play with uh, LeBron, so it's 
not going to be likely. But does this starting five have a chance to do something? Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, DeMar DeRozan, Draymond Green, and fuck it, Vooch. Can I give you my honest reaction when mm-hmm. I first saw that? Yeah. Gross. Oh, yeah, disgusting. There's one. There's two people that can score on the floor. Two people that can score in one who is, like, slightly above average at shooting a three. Right. You can only play so much defense. <laughs> Good God. And Ben Simmons has turned into, I don't know, baby shit. Hottest take I have right now is I want everything to do with Ben Simmons. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that is scorching hot. Yeah, it's bad. That, oh. See, because, like, my beef with him is, is, like, he's so jaded on the game of basketball, and he's been babied for so long that he's Agreed. like, I don't, I don't even care anymore. Right. Wham. Right. And it's like, dude, you're, they're giving you, like, $180 million. Right. Fuck you. Right. Like, at least care a little bit. Yeah. Like, 180 M's? <laughs> Could dude. you imagine what you would do with a tenth of that? Uh, go to Rivers Casino for a whole weekend is what I would do. But Oh, and then we're just going to make <laughs> the same amount as Ben Simmons. Yeah. But, like, my thing, the washed-up mentality, so I've been playing a lot of softball, and the fields always seem to favor lefties. And so I'm thinking, like, how fast can I become a lefty in the game of softball? Ben Simmons got to learn to shoot both ways. Because if you can just flick of the wrist from mid-range with both hands, it's a complete game changer. And if I'm thinking about doing it for a sport that I'm not even getting paid for. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I'm thinking, how can I cheat this system to benefit me in the long run? And it's fucking men's league softball. And you're trying. (laughs) You've at least given it thought. Right. This man has had his butt tapped on him. Oh, it's okay, Ben. It's okay, little it's baby. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Ben, you don't want to shoot the ball? Pass it then. At some point, you got to want it for yourself. Agreed. And I don't think he'll ever want it. Yeah. He started not collecting paychecks and had to put real estate up for sale mm-hmm. to continue his lifestyle. I'm like, good. I hope you go on that express lane Scotty Pippen track. Yeah. You piece of garbage. I hope he comes to Chicago. That would be so par for the course. He'll have two good games right out the gate out of the first five, and we're going to be like, he is back. He is an all-star again. He is Magic Johnson reborn. And then he's going to be right under the basket. We're going to be down two, and you're like, dunk it. Right, dude. And he's going to throw it to a triple team DeMar DeRozan who can't shoot threes See, or I, three. See, I'm that person who like gets back into the toxic relationship because I think I can change him. Oh, no. <laughs> it didn't work with Zach Levine. It didn't work with uh, name anybody else, Lonzo Ball. It didn't work with um, Dwayne Wade, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. yeah, it didn't work with getting Ken Griffey to the White Sox, but Ben Simmons is where we can do it. Hey, that name puts asses in seats. Oh, my That's God. That's the I would Jerry Reinsdorf special. I would love it. Um, it's going to be quick, but let's do a little. 431. Football, football, football. So there's a lot of stuff coming out about Justin Fields being him. Dude, 
I saw two videos. It was a side-by-side of his mechanics from the... It was a sh- it was the short pass that ended up not being a touchdown that Darnell Mooney got down like yes at the goal yes, line yes quick pass a similar pass longer distance to mm-hmm. Robert Tanyan in the corner of the end zone right over Jaquan Brisker's head mm-hmm. same pass the mechanics look way different the release Good. time is like cut in half and then the other thing is Jaquan Brisker is probably our best defensive back. Mm-hmm. not named Jalen Johnson. Right. And Fields wasn't staring Tunyon down. The difference was the velocity in which he threw it. Right. Because it was like they're at the five-yard line. He's like spying to try and like intercept anything that's even thrown towards the corner of the end zone. Right. And Justin Fields rifles this. <laughs> like the pass was probably 70 miles an hour. Yeah, dude, nothing gets me going better than a throw that just takes the hair off your taint. Oh, absolutely. And the thing is, Robert Tunyon, like, just bear-clawed it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, how did he not break all his fingers? (laughs) Yeah, the point of that football hitting you right in the palm. And and then he just just snared it. Yeah. And then took it into his body two feet in. I was like... Wow. Yeah. Every Bears tight end over the last 10 years would have dropped that for <laughs> sure. And he's our tight end too. No, Cole Komet's going to be him too. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but like, that's the thing too is like, has Greg Roman gotten hired anywhere? I don't think so. Not yet. I think it would behoove the Bears and Luke Getze to bring him in as an offensive consultant. Because we have two plus blocking tight ends. What did the Ravens run? And we have better receivers than the Ravens have ever had. That's very true. I guess their best in the last couple of years would be Hollywood, and he's a liability. Yeah. Holly Yeah. But um speaking of Robert Tunyon being on the Packers before, uh Jordan Love kind of shot himself in the foot in his first shit talking appearance to the Bears. Yeah, that fan from Germany really, really teed him up to oh, get shit on. Yeah, well, he got, said, Happy Father's Day to all Bears fans. And I see the joke that he tried to make, which is that Green Bay has been our father. But he said, Happy Birthday to us, or Happy Father's Day to us. So are we his father? Yeah, basically, that's what I take from it. That's yeah. all I'll gather from it, and then I'll never revisit it. Yeah, and. I saw how stack. I saw pics, uh, a post by Hurdles, which is one of the best Instagram follows that you can put out there. And um, it was like nothing's going to top the 2020 draft class. And if I'm right, yeah. So running backs in the 2020 draft class were Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, A.J. Dillon, and Antonio Gibson. Pretty crazy. They're all a lot solid. of good. If if a couple of those guys could stay healthy, that class would be like top tier, remarkable. Yeah, but Swift and Taylor kind of carry it, so it's all right. And then wide receivers were nuts: Justin Jefferson, CD, T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman Jr., Gabe Davis, Darnell, and Chase. Holy shit! And then listen to how this uh, post. <laughs> 
did this. So for the quarterbacks, it's Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Tua, and then they put Jordan Love in there. What the fuck has he done to be put in they there? They did that just to jam it on him. <laughs> I hope he was the only one that they tagged in that yeah. post. Because that would be hilarious. It would be. And it's super funny because, like, Jordan Love has, is getting some of the same criticism that Justin Fields is going to get, or that has gotten Lamar and, like, Jalen Hurts. It's like, can the running back athlete be your quarterback kind of thing? It's not going to work for him, but it's going to work for us. But the other thing is, Justin Fields did it on the highest level. Right. This kid struggled at fucking Utah State. They literally tried to hide his inefficiencies because they had a good running back, and he threw running back screens over 40% of the time. Yeah. So I hope throwing behind the line of scrimmage. That's not a passing play. Yeah. And I hope Jaquan Brisker makes a statement that he is Jordan Love's father in week one. Yeah, if he hits him so hard his helmet pops off. Yeah. I apologize to Jordan Love's brain, but I will rip my shirt off my chest. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so it's going to be a fun NFL season, and seeing highlights of Justin Fields gets the boys cooking. But let's keep it rocking. It's a great day to let you all know who's hot and who's not. For the who's hot, you got to be seven and three or better in the last 10. And to be in the not, you got to be three and seven or worse. Starting it off in the AL, who's hot? The Orioles, the Red Sox, and the Angels. The Orioles is awesome. I love this team so much. I was kind of on their bandwagon last year. You were. And got like pretty upset. When they started trading away assets like Ryan Mountcastle, when they were in the thick of the wild card race, like literally a game and a half out, mm-hmm. could have won. Sure, now like that trade is looking at like it's playing dividends. Gunnar Henderson looks great. Adley Rushman is the truth. They're going to get Cedric Mullins back in like a week. Right. Oh, actually, less than a week. I think about three days. Um, yeah. So that division right now. Tampa Bay's got a kind of a chokehold. Uh, they're five games up on the Orioles, who are in second. And uh, we'll get to the who's not who's not hot. Um, but Boston's in last in that division, and they've been seven and three in the last ten. Thirty-eight and thirty-five, and they're the last in their division. They'd be up on the AL Central by five games, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, by two, two games. Oh, looks like the Minnesota Twins won a couple of games. Uh, Our division sucks so bad. So bad, and we'll get to it with who's not. Uh, But I love Rafael Devers. Oh, me too. You want to know something that will really drive the knife in? Yeah. We had the option for Yon Moncada or Rafi Devers. Mm, Good. Good. And if we took Rafi Devers, we'd also get a we'd also get a player to be named later. Good. And, and that player was probably going to be, um, let's see, Ellie De La Cruz. I fucking <laughs> wish that guy is Electricity City. I think it would have been Tristan Casas. Yeah, but like he's also starting for them now. Yeah. So we got Yoan Mancada, a second baseman, into a third baseman instead of Rafael Devers, a third baseman. Oh, but we also got Michael Kopech. Yeah. Who doesn't know if he's a starter, 
a reliever, a closer. Or he should be a closer. <laughs> um, he's been playing all right these last couple starts, but it's just strange because he'll throw 10 strikeouts one game, then four the next, and as a better, I tend to stay away from the Sox in general, but as a better, in theory, I would hate him. Yeah. The one thing that goes, I think, a little under the radar more than it should he had a fully torn meniscus going into spring training and had surgery in March. Okay. So, yeah, that, that doesn't get talked leg, about. Yeah. Brutal. I, of course, it's going to fuck with your velocity. It's going to fuck with your control mm-hmm. if you don't have a stabilized plant leg. Yeah. Now that is Now that his velocity is back up a little bit and... I hate that they changed the classification of like slider and sweeper. Yeah, that it, some of the things that change in baseball don't need to be touched, and the things that should change aren't even looked at. Well, now they're calling his slider a gyro, which is basically shut just, the fuck up. I know it's the the most absurd classification. Basically, all it means is it's a slider with an average velocity over eighty eight miles an hour. You know what? I'm changing uh, the name of the changeup to the slow-mo Bobo. Yes, I'm embracing it. But that's only if the changeup is between 68 and 70 miles per hour. Oh, wow. The slow-mo Bobo is going to be tough to hit. Yeah. It's the Zach Granke special. (laughs) (laughs) But, dude, he's like one of the top 10 pitchers in whip. Of all time, dude. He's gonna he's his career gets so drastically overlooked, but he is a motherfucker. He's real yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. I think so. And I he has to be. I mean, he's like the winningest pitcher who's been consistently on bad teams. Yeah. Took the like arguably the shittiest team in modern history, the Royals, to a World Series championship. Mm-hmm. And then got traded to the Astros, won a World Series or two there. Mm-hmm. And it just continues to retool his game, even though his average fastball velocity is literally nine miles an hour below league average. Yeah. He still gets swings and miss. Yeah, if Brady was here, he'd be saying, uh, hello, Kyle Hendricks. Yeah. Well, um, Kyle Hendricks has been really good. Yeah, he's been good. His start after that almost no-no was pretty bad. But we move on to the NL who's hot. Braves at 8, Phillies at 8, Cubs at 8, Giants at 8, and then the Marlins at 7, and the Reds at 9-1 in their last 10. The Reds are this year's Orioles, man. The Reds are this year's Orioles, and their lineup is so fun. Yes, I love it. Jonathan India, Spencer Steer, two guys who just like seem to get a hit every day. And then guess who the uh, old man walking around? Joey Votto, still hanging. Hey, first game back, hits a home run. He hits a home run. Yeah. With a walk. Yeah, he's batting 667. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Matt McClain is super cool too. And now they just brought up Ellie De La Cruz, who is a firecracker. Him and O'Neill Cruz need to be healthy at the same time because they are so goddamn fun to watch. 
I would take Ellie De La Cruz over O'Neill Cruz 10 times out of 10, actually. Yeah, but you say that because O'Neill Cruz got injured. Yeah, that that's because if he was true. rocking and rolling like he was before the injury, like he had four homers pretty quickly in the year. Like, I don't think we can discount it. I mean, we'll see what happens after coming back from when your ankle went the wrong way, but you can't pick one yet. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. Because I last will, year, O'Neill did the same thing. Yeah, that, that's pretty spot on. I will say, and O'Neill Cruz, it was the same profile. Across all levels of baseball, Ellie De La Cruz has the four hardest hit baseballs. And he's in been the up for a month. Season. He's been up for 12 games, ranging from high A to triple A all the way through MLB. On all, he was, he started at double A, went up to triple A, and now is in the pros. He has literally the four hardest hit baseballs in all of the like major league season across all levels. Yeah. How insane is that? His first home run that he hit, 458 to left center, just absolute nuke. Gross. It was the second to Gavin Sheets, mind you, the second highest pitch to get hit for a home run. And he hit it for like the seventh or eighth longest home run of the year. Yeah. Oh, and then the next game, he gets a triple on a gapper into right center field and makes it from home plate to third base in 10.9 seconds. How the fuck is that humanly possible? It's not, and it shouldn't be. And the other thing is, they still haven't called up, uh, I think his name is Carlos Encarnacion Strand. Okay, sure. He's like (laughs) Ellie De La Cruz, like almost mirror. Like esque. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a 433 on base percentage across the minors this year. Yeah. And they just, they have so many prospects playing well that they don't have a spot to place him in and they want him to keep playing every day. Right. Where it's like, at this point, if the Brewers continue to suck. Maybe they go get Corbin Burns for Encarnacion Strand straight up. Yeah. I mean, this team is going to be fun to see, but, like, their middle infield, you can just throw a stone at and see which one you want. Their exactly. whole infield. Yeah. And they got guys just like, they're, I don't think their outfield lineup has been the same once over the past, like, 16 or 20 games or something like that. No, I'm looking at their stats right now. They have three left fielders, and one center fielder. So they're just putting them all yeah, out there. Yeah, they're rotating guys. Yeah. Like in and out. Yeah. But it's like Spencer Steer is getting starts in left field, but he's like a first baseman. <laughs> yeah, he is. But like now that Joey Votto's back. He's got to play left field. Yeah. Uh, so it's good to see that other teams do that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we're doing it at the worst way, and we'll get to us. But uh, Braves make sense. Marlins make sense. Uh, Luis Arise is uh, has multiple games where he's five for five. Three, first, first off, batting five times, pretty crazy. Yeah, batting five times means you're putting run on runs on the board, even if you're first in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I think he's second, but it's absurd what this guy's doing. Yep. He's batting four oh one on June twentieth. Yep, we haven't Disgusting. seen that since Tony Gwynn. Yep. Tony Gwynn, we didn't even fucking see play in our lifetimes. No, we did not. 
He is batting exactly 400 in 67 games played. That's absurd. You know what? I'm looking at it now. What else is absurd is that his OPB is only 450. So he doesn't take walks. He doesn't take walks. He, he literally just, he's a single god. He is. And they are ropes. Yeah, dude. And they are right up the middle. Exactly what you teach every kid growing up is hit the ball up the middle because there's nobody there. But you know what? He has more. I I think I like to think it's self discipline, because like if that were me, I'd be like I'm I'm making consistent contact. I'm selling out for power. Yeah, I want to hit one over the fence. He is content he's, getting fucking singles. He's just like Ichiro. Into the gap. It's insane. So he has 102 hits. 15 of those are doubles. One's triple. Two are a home run. Yeah, he got his second home run against the Nationals like last week. And I think he had his first home run like but that's the first week of the season. 102 hits. And for 18 of them, they're an extra base. He's got oh, 60 man. singles, 60 plus singles. Jesus, what's his slugging percentage? Like 390? Slugging is only 490. Okay. So, I mean, it makes sense, but Jesus Christ, it's an outrageous stat. Um, so they're going to be fun too, but it makes sense that they're on a good win streak. The Phillies turning it around pretty quick, um, which it makes sense. June, like June Schwarber. Yeah. I mean, when your leadoff guy, when your leadoff guy is a little chode and he just hits your bombs right away, and you're just up one, it's pretty fun. Yeah, and they're not they're they're not short home runs. Like no, hardly ever. No, no, no. They can't be. It's it's a home run long enough that the pitcher's not going to forget it the entire game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like I gave that up, and he put it in triple deck. Like, yep. That is crazy. And uh, they have Trey Turner and Bryce Harper behind him. It baffles me that that team is, I mean, it's not as bad as the Mets. Mm-mm. Especially with what the Mets are paying for that roster. Right. And then rushing Pete Alonzo back from an injury that was supposed to be four weeks in a week. Yeah. A tough look. The Mets just haven't made either one of these teams, uh, these uh, brackets hot or not, so good for them. They're just right in the middle of the pack. Yeah, they're chugging along. Um, Cubs and Giants also hot. Um, the Cubs played against the Giants, the Pirates. Wait, did they really? Yeah, they uh, they played against the Giants uh, June 9, 10, 11. And then they right. played the Pirates, then Baltimore, then Pirates again, and they are live right now. But let's get to who's not hot. In the AL, we got the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the AL Central, and the Astros. <laughs> the AL Central. <laughs> the entire thing. The entire thing, dude. The AL Central, Minnesota, Cleveland, Detroit, all 5-5 five and five in the last 10. The White Sox, 3-7, and seven, and the Royals, 1-9. and nine. The Royals, like, actually make me sad, dude. Yeah, they fell fast. So one of the guys I work with is close friends from high school with the kid who plays second base for the Royals pretty regularly. Nikki? Massey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at least the team likes each other. They're cool. Like, yeah, they're all stoked about it. Um, but they've been so bad for so long that they don't get a top 10 pick no matter what this year. And they are worse than the Oakland A's. Yeah. They have 
Bobby Witt Jr., who is putting up crazy numbers, even though his batting average sucks. Yeah. He's on pace for a 30-homer, 50-stolen base season. He's great. He's fantastic. Michael Massey. Yeah. Has been playing extremely well. He got his hand cut open really bad. Oof. Um, Salvador Perez. How old do you think he is? Salvi has got to be 38. 33. He's a catcher, so he's like at least 50. <laughs> yeah, so that's his knees are 96. Yeah. But, yes, the Royals is uh, it's a bit of a bummer and a conundrum on how, like, the ebbs and flows of that 2015 and 2016 series just evaporate really, really fast. Instantaneously. Yeah. Or was it 14? I think it was 13-14. 13-14. Might be. Um, and then in the NL, the Nationals at two and eight, the Brewers three and seven, the Pirates two and eight, and the Rockies in three and seven. Just to paint a portrait on how bad both central divisions are, the Pirates are two and eight in their last ten, and they're still in second in the NL Central. Uh, they are third. Oh, the Reds are in first. Reds, Reds are in first. Reds Brewers. The Brewers. Oh, the yeah. Brewers. Yeah. Okay. But, yes, so those all, uh, I mean, the Nationals and the Rockies make sense. The Rockies just don't really have a have a mindset on how they want to go about this year. Their leadership is... Charlie Blackman. Yeah. And Ryan McMahon, I guess. Ryan McMahon's been hot, like his last name. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out to my mom's family. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those guys have... Uh, a, th- a long road to figure out who the Rockies are. Uh, but now let's talk uh, our White Sox because we, we have to. The epitome of what mm. this year has been is hilarious and stupid and funny. It's so par for the course for the White Sox. So Lance Lynn ties a franchise record 16 strikeouts in a 5-1 to one loss. Yep. How did he give up those two runs? <laughs> Bombs? Of course. Yeah. I think it was one bomb, but somebody was on base. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Five to one. Uh, that was Lance Lynn going. Let's see. His exact stat line is. Oh, wait. No. Wait. Ooh, that, where'd it go? Five to six. He only did gave we try up to two come runs. Back? He only gave. Yeah. He only gave up two, but. Where is it? I don't know. Um, but whatever. So we lose <laughs> in hilarious fashion. Spectacular White Sox fashion. Yes. Oh, it was against the... The Mariners. It was against the... Yeah. Okay. Now I'm, now I'm back. My apologies. Took me a while. Lance Lane goes seven innings, four hits, three runs, one, two walks, and 16 Ks on 114 pitches. The runs that Seattle scored off Lance was a Julio Rodriguez double to deep right center, J.P. Crawford, and uh, Cal score. Yeah. To have 16 strikeouts and your team never have the lead is a hilarious White Sox stat. Yeah. Oh, it's so par for the course. Lance Lynn struck out everybody but Julio Rodriguez and um, Cal. Cal Raleigh. Raleigh, yeah. And then Julio Rodriguez ended up striking out to uh, no other than Ronaldo Lopez. 
Oh, I have a funny name for Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. It's just Retardo. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I cannot stand that guy. Yeah, he is. He gets the Ben Simmons treatment of the MLB. He should. And He's it's somebody that can't get out of his own head. And he gets babied. Life. He gets yeah. babied the entire time. And it's like, we're going to turn it around for you. Don't worry. Like, we're going to be here for you. We're going to give you every opportunity when it matters. Yeah. You're and then we're going to figure it out, but and when you go at your own pace. When no. you have an inning, when you don't let up any hits or any runs, we're going to, we're going to be like, this is the greatest joy of our entire career as teachers. Yeah. No, it's give a little tough love to the guy. Jeez Louise. At this point, fucking just DFA him and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, other White Sox news: um, we can't score unless it's home runs. If we get to over, if we get to extra innings, being able to manufacture a run is not something that this team can do. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I think we're twenty eighth in batting average, and somehow we're only like nineteenth in uh, OPS because. We just hit home runs. Yeah, so we are 22nd in batting average. On base percentage, we are 30th. Oh, good, good, good. We don't take walks. Yep, and uh, 22nd in runs, 15th in home runs. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Um, and then everything else, we are below average. Um, Except batting average against, we are 6th. Yeah, our pitching staff has been hot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we don't score runs. So, I mean, like... Oh, my God. Walks plus hits per inning pitch. I don't know how... That's a stat. Whip. But we are 22nd. Yeah, that's not good. Nope. That means we don't have an eye for the ball, and we beat the shit out of the ball into the ground. Yeah. Looking at you, Tim Anderson. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Have fun in L.A. Yeah. He's going to have they fun need a short somewhere. Stop. No, they don't. Mookie Betts can play wherever he wants. But they're missing Gavin Lux, and they let Trey Turner go. Yeah. There's one team yeah. that you want prospects from, and it's probably the Dodgers, unless they're named Michael Grove. Yeah. Because that guy sucks. Yeah. The reason I say walks plus hits per innings, is, why is it a stat, is because well, I don't feel it's a needed stat. It's a pitching, a pitching efficiency stat. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't. I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it does. What that means also, too, if that was a stat for our pitching staff, mm-hmm. we don't give up a lot of hits. We give up a shitload of walks. Right. So so why combine them? You know what I mean? Again, it's just pitching efficiency. Yeah. But, like, if if we're trying to solve a problem, putting multiple categories into one stat, you're like, well, what could it be? It should just be called base runners allowed per inning. Yeah. Like that would make too much sense. It would like make how- <laughs> too much sense because you know what's not included in that? Hit batters. Yeah. Batters that get on base on catcher interference. Right. Like pretty much. Right. How many times do you let people get on? Yeah. On average. On average. So whatever. Um, and then the Cubs are hot. I don't really know much about how they're being hot other than just scoring more runs than the other team. Yeah. They've been scoring a lot of runs lately. Like they have this guy Taukman leading off that I'd personally never heard of in my life. 
<laughs> um, and all I can tell you is Seiya Suzuki has not been great. No, he has not. But, I saw uh, that he had a couple RBIs, but um, he's not Seiya the ball. Yeah, no. Very well. I, I don't think he's hit a home run in three weeks. That's gross. Oh, one thing I wanted third. to br- one thing I wanted to bring up for the White Sox was Zach Ramillard. 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 I just think of the guy from Ratatouille because that's also the same name. <laughs> yeah. That's the other fucking thing. Why does everybody have an amazing debut with the White Sox and then just suck afterwards? <laughs> we had your mean. Awesome yep. debut. Mm-hmm. Clint Frazier won the game in his debut. Mm-hmm. Zach Remayard, same thing, three for three. And wins the game. And wins the game. What the fuck? Oh, it's, yeah, keep it up. Team. Keep it up one time. Yeah. Keep it up one time. Just do something for once. Like, give us something to be happy about. Do you remember how fun it was to be, like, cheering for your mean? Yes. It was great. Not, this man isn't even fucking in Major League Baseball anymore. No. And our lineup today um, makes me want to vomit. So, uh, Benny, Vaughn, Eloy, Berger, Sheets, Grandal, Frazier, Andrews, Ramilliard. So, where's Luis Robert? Yep. Did he also request a trade? Probably. Because I know Giolito, Tim Anderson, Lance Lynn... Uh, I think four other guys also requested trades. Really? Yeah. Where are you seeing all this stuff? It was on the MLB app. Jeez Louise. Good man. I <laughs> I don't I don't know what I want from this fucking team. I know. I for just f- want Tim Anderson to fuck off into oblivion. Yeah. He talked so much shit for so long. He had one big hit in a non-playoff game, and he's like, "I'm Jackie Robinson 2.0." That's disrespectful to Jackie Robinson, dude. What the fuck have you achieved? Yep. Besides, I, I mean, he got a batting title. Yeah. He's a good hitter, or was a good hitter. Was at a least. good hitter. Don't go throwing out like blasphemous shit to the White Sox fans. Not just the White Sox fans, baseball fans in general. Yeah, basically true. To hold yourself to the standard that Jackie Robinson is. I mean, now we're kind of getting controversial, but the shit that that man had to go through is not the same. Yeah. He I mean, had people spiking his legs. Like, he broke the color barrier, man. Come on. I know. Tim needs to, well, again, when there's a lot of shit going on in your personal life, it's hard to do your job. And I totally understand that. But when you've caused the shit in they, your personal life. Yes. It is no one's fault but your own for you being a shit performer at your occupation. Well, well, well. If it if it isn't the consequences of my own actions, right? Oops. <laughs> well, you startled Who me. Saw that coming. You startled me. Oh, those are my consequences. Yep. So, if TA goes, uh, uh, is it Colton Montgomery? Colson. Colson Montgomery is hey. our top prospect right now. Yeah, he's actually performed very well. Right. But um, we thought uh, Alberto would be a pretty good one. Answer Alberto, we did. Thought Oscar Colas was going to figure it out. We pulled him up too fast. He didn't turn out. Yep. Gordon Beckham. Yeah, Gordon Beckham, uh, I thought was worth it just because how handsome he is. Very good looking man. Yeah. He's improved a lot in, in the uh, 
And he's good in the booth. The booth, yeah. yeah. First couple of times he did it, miserable. Yeah, but, but it takes practice. Active improvement. Working on your craft. Exactly. So, obviously, we talk about the recliner dads and, like, the old-timey, don't-change-my-game kind of people. I was golfing with my dad yesterday, obviously, playing hurt, never, uh, not a big deal. Right, Brady? Um, <laughs> but me and my dad were chatting, and we were talking about the White Sox and how he's like, what do you think they need to, like, turn it around? And I was like, a care to want to turn it around? And he was like, I forget who I was talking to about it, but what if like some of the guys who are on the team or some guys who make it to the MLB, they're not worried or caring about the World Series. Their job was to get out of where they were born, make a shit ton of money, and be able to give money back to their families. What if that's it for them? You know, like, what if Luis Roberts, like, I'm good. Like, I already accomplished everything I needed to in order to take care of my family. Like, I have no drive to win the World Series if I can keep this going. And I like, just got to stay here for eight years and make $180 million. Right. And to him and his family, like, who had nothing growing up, like, that's life-changing and life-altering in the best way possible. Yeah. So, but, like, you look at somebody like Alex Bregman, who... Grew up in America, had went to the best travel programs, played at LSU, one of the best college programs at the time. His drive and his whole determination was to be an MLB player and be a world champion. So, like, that drive to work that way is different than getting out of somewhere to change the trajectory of your, uh, your family tree. Life. Right. Yeah. I would want Luis Roberts' kids, maybe, but, like, you look at Bregman, his dad, brief stint in the majors, right. career minor leaguer, had to fucking grind mm-hmm. and not give up to make it to the show. Right. And you look at Vladdy Jr., Bo Bichette. Cavan Biggio. Yeah. And Cavan Biggio hasn't had it that easy. Like, no, he's had it completely difficult. But the work there is to be the best at the game. Exactly. Not to cash the check. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way that, like, if Luis Robert is honestly happy, just if, – if, if he's solid with just having that be his paycheck and if he just so happens to run into a World Series, it's nothing but cherry on top, fine. But we got to do a better job as an organization who wants to, quote, unquote, win to, like – I don't know. It's It seems rude to just be like, yo, fuck your family, win a World Series for me, you know? Yeah, no, no, you're right. And we'll never know if that's the actual reason Luis Robert seems to not have that extra drive. Yeah. And Yohan Mankata. I think it's a culture thing that goes back for sure. before, that they, before they were ever called up. They were basically just called up, put on the spot, given a contract, and they were like, Okay, this is my life now. Right, you're telling me a hundred grand gets into my bank account every couple of months. Okay, a couple of months, a couple of fucking weeks, like. <laughs> right, but and, for those guys just starting, getting like yeah. a triple A bid and all that good jazz. And like we had Jose Abreu, he wanted to win. He wanted to win here right. so badly. Right, but he's one guy. Yes, and you know what? As gross as it sounds, I'm very happy to see him turning it around in Houston 
He's got four home runs over his last four weeks, basically three in the last two weeks. Oh, I agree. And, like, he deserves to win because he put the effort out. He played 150 games a season, and he was pissed when they put him on the bench for his own health. Right. Eloy, Luis Robert, Yoan Mankata, they got the bag. It seems like they're completely checked out. Now, if they get traded, sure. I'm sure they'll buy into whatever culture is in the dugout where they're not the ones running it. Right, and we don't have a culture. It, precisely. And it's like, oh, great, Pedro Guifal, like, speaks Spanish, so he's able to he's right. able to connect with the players. He's a new face. He's another new face on a road, like a revolving door of changing faces where these guys, it's like, all right, I'm just You're here to play be baseball. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Like, And also, I'm, I don't want to shit talk Pedro Grafal too much because like, it's, it's a tough job to walk into, but he was a bench coach in Kansas City. And he doesn't know how to bull, like manage a bullpen to save his fucking life. Yeah. He made Ronaldo Lopez his opening day closer. Yeah. And that man blew at least six games. Yeah. You know that movie Inside Out with all the emotions? Yeah. You know that uh, the blue girl who's sadness and it's very contagious? Yeah. I think Ethan Katz and Lucas Giolito have just come sadness all over that bullpen and dugout for way too long. And you know what? Like, I think that's pretty spot on. You know but what? Like, like Lucas is also his own worst enemy. He's always trying to change shit, like when it's working. Like yeah, and he's he another had the Ben best Simmons. Season of his career, and then he went out and actively gained forty pounds. Like, why? <laughs> like, whoever said <laughs> gotta get beefier pounds? Yeah, is a good idea. And then it's like, yeah, he got tired after the fourth inning. No shit. Yeah, Brady'll tell you. Have you ever done anything wearing a weight vest? Yeah, good luck, buddy. Yeah, James will tell you. <laughs> yeah. Remember when James was wearing a weight vest for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Just walking around. Yeah. So, this team is going to be the death of me at some point, and it's going to be early October, late September, but we are going to win this division. I still, it's going to be so funny, dude. It's going to be like our AAA guys that come up, and they're going to, get all fired up with, like, Andrew Vaughn, Gavin Sheets, and then Luis Robert and Eloy are going to buy in. Because, like, Eloy looks like he's trying to have a good time. He I agree. He definitely enjoys when they're winning more than when they're losing, and you can tell he wears it on his face. Luis Robert looks like he doesn't give a fuck. No, he – but when he hits a home run, he – pimps it so he hard. He pimps it so hard, and when he rounds the bases, he's like, I – can do this every time. I don't know why I don't. Like, he just looks like a motherfucker who, like, you don't want to get in the way while he's rounding the bases. Could you imagine inserting him into the Atlanta Braves lineup? No, I feel, like, I feel like he could be a better Jorge Soler. Oh, so Jorge, Jorge Soler with speed? Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, like... Get plopped on a team, help them win a World Series, then peace out and hit a home run every other game. Yeah, if if he wanted to, he kind of has been doing that this season. Exactly, but he's like, not. He has, I think he has three stolen bases all year. Right. 
But like, like, look at Jorge Soler. Like, he's bounced around from team to team, but he makes his fucking impact known right away. Yeah. So if Luis Robert, nukes. yeah, <laughs> if Luis Robert could just be that guy, where it's like, I don't care if you if you're if you have fifty if you have fifty homers and fifty hits all year. Okay. It's fine. It's like <laughs> the Mar- Marcelo Zuna special. Right. Like, I mean, similar players, but, like, at least he'll give you plus defense in center field. Yeah. Which He tracks down a, balls in, with ease. That is an asset. That you can't really teach. Yeah, no. And, like, you know if he can play a good center field, he could play anywhere in the outfield. Yeah. And it's like you don't have to put him at DH. You know you have plus defense. Pretty much anywhere else. Like, Eloy? Yeah, to me, that's more Jorge Soler. True. And yeah, I, I I just think Luis Robert should be and could be a five-tool player. You put him on the right team with the right culture, and he buys in, mm-hmm. he's an MVP. Like, yes. that's yes. what his skill set is. He needs something around him that says, hey, this is something that's attainable, and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. In Chicago, it's like uh, our division's horrible. We're still in it. What's happening if we just run into a couple? Yeah, you can snooze until July, figure it out, and win. Right. And Luis Robert, like, it would be great to see him in an all-star game. But he's, like, pretty low fringe, like, could make it. He's not going to start. That's not even in the top 15 in fan voting. And For outfielders? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And you know what? Like, I legitimately think he's deserving this year. Like, his stat line, like, just box score. Like, if you're comparing average home runs, Mm -hmm. RBIs, he deserves it over George Springer. Uh, Who else? Fine. I'm going to take him to hit two-plus tonight. Don't do that. No. No. Maybe. All right, let's see. No, we'll, t- we'll finish the episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, White Sox are going to win the division. The Cubs, I don't know. I, I feel like the Cubs, again, I heard it on ESPN 1000. It, Chicago's more fun when the teams are good. As much as I don't want to see the Cubs, like, be better than us, it's more fun if they are. It is. It's more fun I if want one, one team to be good. Right. Like, something in Chicago that we can all kind of not root for because I won't actively root for the Cubs. But, like, I, I, I'm i not somebody who actively roots against the Cubs. Exactly. You know? And with the the team that they've put together, uh, it's it, it's hard not to like Trey Mancini because of his story. It's hard not to like Dansby Swanson because I look exactly like him. It's not hard to like Cody Bellinger because he smokes weed. Like, all these guys have something about him that's like, you know, I don't mind if you succeed. Yeah. And you know what? It just makes it more fun to be a heel if they do make the playoffs and they lose. <laughs> the only thing right. better than, like, almost on par with your team winning is your rival is your losing. best friend's team losing. Yes, your and, best friend's team losing. Yeah, because then you can just rub it in, and then they'll be like, oh, well, where are your White Sox? It doesn't <laughs> matter. They're not here. Like, Yeah, we're shit. How does that feel, buddy? Yeah. Like, so it's going to be a good rest of the week uh, just because I feel like the White Sox have a couple of really tough games, and if we can just win a series or two, um, our division will find a way to screw themselves up too. 
So we, um, just quickly before we end, we got two more against Texas, three against Boston, four at Los Angeles Angels. And then we get the A's. So if we can fight our dicks off against Boston and the Angels, who are really hot right now, um, and then sweep the A's, we'll be good before All-Star break. That's attainable. It is. So we'll see. Um, but this has been season 10, episode 10. You're a 10 out of 10, listener. Thank you for coming back to us. Hey, I love you. Uh, Brady says go Bulls, um, but while Zach Levine and Vooch are on it, I don't want to. So go Bulls. Music by Pat Mallers and Chef Charles. Feels so good. Feels so good. Peace, love, and happiness. Hear from us next time. Shot City, come on and ride with me. Get high and catch your vibe with me. This music that make you feel good. Do it for the real ones. Do it while I still can. This is for the real fans. We're singing along with the set of light shows. I know, I ain't so fly, don't you? Think so too. Shorty trying to come through to kick it like kung fu. On the blood cruise with the sunroof open. I'm the one who everybody love. Everybody want to be like me. I cha-cha real smooth. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I break rules and race roofs. It break goose with great juice. I make moves and I'm making music and... Hang loose, homie. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I gotta go ride out. La dee da dee do. I feel fucking awesome. Get it, got it, good, good. Get it, got it, good. Get it, got it, good, good. Get it, got it, good. Fall back like I don't. Okay, I gotta go ride out. La dee da dee do. I feel fucking awesome. I'm, I'ma tell you all why. Ain't felt like this for a long time Can't think with the wrong mind Can't drift to the wrong tide Can't sink with this all dry Land, one day you gotta learn to fly Curve the plot, cook it up, serve it hot Shorty thick like a car bomb Oh lord, won't quit till it's all mine on God I've been steady trying to get in my way That's the only way that I get down Ever since I focused on my mindset They ain't saying nothing to me now Get it, 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 get it,